It's episode number one of the 2016 Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm your host, ODN, and with me tonight, welcome to 2016, Shandog. Hello. Uh, do we have a hoverboard yet? No? Uh, okay. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, 2017, that is. Oh. I'll tell you what, um... <laughs> I know a lot of teams during the NAV Challenge have been resting their stars, and it appears we are too. Um, <laughs> I just want to uh, hoverboard. Welcome back, Mebby. Hello. HBF. Good evening, everybody. Ferris. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> I see what Bueller. you did there. Sorry, sorry folks. <laughs> He's a late scratching. Um, guys, uh, there's not a lot to talk about. We've had uh, one game of the NAV Challenge for one week. Uh, for all the teams, um, and um, there's been a few changes around the club, but I think we're just going to launch straight into uh, talking about our NAB Challenge game and the changes that we've seen and uh, what our thoughts are. On Thursday night at Aurora Stadium, Carlton played Hawthorne in the first NAB Challenge game of the season, our first under Brendan Bolton. A heap of new faces, a heap of new uh, coaches, um, and Hawthorne 8-5-53 defeated Carlton 4-8-32. Um, did we like what we saw? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I, you could tell sort of five or ten minutes into the game that we'd uh, changed our structures. We've sort of moved to the sort of a zone zoning. We actually were able to hold Hawthorne up a bit when they had the ball so that early in that first quarter. Yeah, I, I thought we looked really good. I uh, really liked the look of Carriage. I'm not sure how many um, stats he ended up having, but he had quite an influence over the game, and I think I, I posted in the game day thread that he could be a, like a bit of an upgrade on on Bell. So I think um, he's someone to really watch um, throughout the year. Um, I also like um, Thomas's game down back. Well, I didn't like his haircut, but uh, I thought he I thought he really did okay, and probably ended up with about twenty touches as well. So a lot of positives to to take out of Thursday night, even though we lost. Yeah, no, it's all about the haircut and the colour of your boots, mate. I'm sorry. I think I'm getting old. Actually. <laughs> uh, just on the on the point about how well we were sort of um, zoning and <clears throat> pressing up on Hawthorne, um, Sam Mitchell made a remark about it I read today. Um, just basically, Carlton are on the right track, um, you know, how well we're doing and that we're sort of Bolton's coming straight away and... Uh, and taught us these things, and um, you know, basically, there was a bit of little bit of positive reinforcement there from. Uh, let's face it, a pretty gun player. He was actually interviewed on SCN. Was uh, he? On, yeah. So, for all the guys out there that do listen to SCN, you would have heard him as well. Um, and I think one of the lines that really stuck with me was he said that you know, if you're a Carlton supporter, you'd be very excited by uh, you know what you saw on Thursday night, and it it didn't sort of sound like he was like. Pissing in our pockets, so to speak. He, um, it sounded like he genuine, genuinely meant it, you know. And I think when you're getting praise like that from Sam Mitchell, I think, um, you know, we're definitely, you know, on the right track for sure. Bolton says, uh, send me your uh, checks in the mail. 
Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for the record, Sam Kerridge uh, was our leading uh, disposal getter, I guess. 28 disposals leading, led us in uh, contested possessions with 17. Uh, us lead is almost double the next person. Was more than uh, double the next person. Oh, no, nine what? for Cruiser. Yeah, uh, six clearances, eight tackles, the leader in those as well. Um, that's a fair night out. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, a brilliant effort for, you know, a first up effort at his new club. So. Absolutely. And he actually used the ball pretty well too. Like, I don't think, I think there was, there was a couple of scrub kicks here and there sort of thing, but none of them were just at like absolute, um, Burning teammates and turning the ball over directly that I can remember off the top of my head. No, anyway. no, look, seventy-one percent efficiency, and so for, for yeah. you know, in a game where you're sort of um, two-thirds of your possessions are actually contested, seventy-one um, percent efficiency is really good. That's that's yeah. that's, that's far better than Judd would do with those sort of figures. So that's it. You heard careful. it. ODN said he's the next Judd. <laughs> Everyone, write that um, down. There's the title of the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> I can see the thread on Big Footy now. You bastard. Uh, you know what the title of this one is. Yep. Yeah. No, Shan, you know, hell, I know we've been away for a while, mate. Uh, yep. But you do know how this thing works. If Mebby doesn't say something by the end of the night that's far more worthy, then <laughs> I'm just not here. I'm not speaking tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anybody else stand out to you? Um, I guess it was very interesting looking at the midfield. Some of the midfielders, Nick Graham also had a very good game, kicked a couple of goals. It's interesting that we were missing um, Cripps and we were miss- missing Murphy and just sort of wondering. So obviously those couple of players sort of really stepped in for us um, to sort of take over from those those bigger names. Mm. Uh, it'd be interesting how the dynamic works once we get them all back again. Yeah, Wiley was definitely very good. He had a lot of people sung his praises, which was pretty fair. I think he yeah. did a very good job inside in the midfield. I think the highlight for me of the night was um, Bokehurst's run down that outer wing on the, in the second quarter where he where he used his speed to evade and, and sort of drilled the ball down um, Everett's throat, uh, who ended up kicking a goal. I just I just thought that's the sort of thing that maybe we can you know, expect to see from him this year now that he's had a sort of a full pre-season under his belt. I thought that was, um, that really stuck out for me and sort of sat up and really took notice when he did that. That's what he was doing in the waffle in its last season in the waffle and that's why yeah. he recruited him. Yeah. So it's really good to see. Well, it's just a matter of conditioning and confidence. Mm. So, um, he's, um, he's going to be a very good player for us and, uh, make a lot of people eat their words. Can I yeah. throw one so, out there? Yeah. Uh, this probably a bit contentious. Liam Jones. Pretty pretty good game actually. The half that he played, <laughs> I know I he like didn't take any grabs, yeah. But um, I mean, he calls one goal from directly from the turnover where he came bursting out of the, the forward fifty line to, to absolutely smash someone in the tackle, caused the turnover, and Nick Graham kicked a goal. Um, his other tackles were big there. He was chasing hard. He was pressuring. I know. I know. And people will say he's a key forward. His job is to take mark and kick take marks and kick goals. And that's completely true. And he needs to fix that up. But. That's what we wanted to see for a long time from you, is actually you, effort. Yeah, you want to see effort, you want to see application. However, um, one disposal oh in, 40, God, in, in 45% game time. Um, it's so, it's so, that, Shannon. that is a joke. We didn't kick the ball into our forward 50 much at all in the second half. I mean, Look, have a look. Ooh, not much. We, we scored four goals for the game. so we, And they're all in the... Three of them in the first half, so 
I tell you what, if he actually has a good game in a real game and not a nab challenge, then I'll give you that one. But what does this mean? Nothing. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I think, look, to be fair, uh, his effort was a hundred times better than what it was last year. The, the, the tackle that Shan's talking about was that he just, he bolted through the centre square and, and look, literally, I'm not sure who it was, but literally took the Hawthorne player out of his boots. That's how hard he hit him. So even if you just measure him on that alone, um, he, he his effort was significantly better than what it was last year. How so, low has the bar been set when you got <laughs> one tackle? One tackle is what you're hanging your hats on. I'm not, we're, we're not saying that. We're just saying that. His effort when he didn't have the footy was a lot better than what it was last year. Sure, he didn't get it very much either. I just, I like barracking for the underdog, you know. I just, I want him to come good. So, so many people go, okay, I was wrong. I'm with you, Shan. I, I, I definitely see <laughs> what you're saying. Oh, look, look, I, I'll, I'll give you one, I'll give you one thing. I'll concede on one point. Um, first comes effort and then hopefully, um, he starts <laughs> getting his hands on the ball. His problem is he doesn't get around the ball. He doesn't read the ball very well and he doesn't know how to track the ball very well, um, so he needs he needs to work on that. But if his efforts there and his conditioning is there, there's no reason why that other stuff won't sort of start picking up once he can actually, uh, you know, now that he now that he can run a little bit more than he could before. He he wasn't a standout on the track during the preseason from the gap from what I saw, mm-hmm. but. Um, they all did the same work, even if he was lagging behind. He still got that same fitness, and he should still have that aerobic capacity and and, and be able to run out games a little bit more than he could. But he's still behind in the pecking order. He's got to do a lot of things um, at, at at the lower levels first. Um, just want to go back to a little bit to Mark Wiley. Um, he he does seem to know where, where the drop of the ball is going to be, and he does seem to get to the drop of the ball a lot. Um, so he reads the play fairly well. I just, you know, people said he was, you know, really good game, and he's going to be, you know, part of a strong midfield rotation if he kicks that up and stuff like that. <clears throat> For me, he's not the sort of player yet that is getting the ball out to advantage. He's getting it out, but he's not necessarily getting it out to the best option. Um, so he still needs to. Um, Maybe, maybe just sort of have a little bit more feel for the game, but compared to where he was last year, that was much better effort. So, you know, it's, he, maybe he's just going to slowly warm up to it. And once you get those stronger midfielders into there and he's only sort of, he'll be number seven in our rotation or something like that. Um, then, you know, there'll be a lot less pressure, less pressure on him. So, so, but he, you know, I'm not going to, I'm certainly not. Singing his praises just yet, just thinking, you know, it's baby steps. I think he's in a very similar position to like um, Nick Graham, who they're both about the same age, um, similar levels of experience, sort of thing. And I think they're both on the way up. And if we stick with them, we we might see some really good footballers come out of them. Yeah, Nick Graham's way above Wiley at the stage. Yeah, I, I agree. That. I think yeah. Graham's way ahead of. Him. Yeah, he's just got a. He just um, he's. His ability to sum up a situation and see what's unfolding ahead of him and, and whatnot, um, he just seems very, very professional and, um, he's a footballer. He's a real footballer's footballer. Well, kick, what do you kick two on Thursday night and probably should have had a third one as well. That's yeah. missed the game. So for a midfielder to have, well, three shots on goal is a, you know, is a pretty good effort from him. I mean, if, if he's, if he's not in our best 22 every week, this, yeah, I'm, must be missing something because, He's easily best 22 for me. Um, some of the senior players that I guess 
had been down um, last year that um, had popped their head up. Um, uh, you mentioned Dale Thomas in the back line a little bit earlier, um, and, and I agree with that one. But uh, also Bryce Gibbs really, really looks smooth. He looks silky. Yeah, he's seen to move across the ground so much better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's lighter or just fitter or something, but um, he, he seemed like uh, someone who you'd give the ball to on the outside and, and will go for a bit of a trot, which is nice. I think... Um... Just to go back to Thomas, and you just touched on it then as well, Shan. I think I heard during the telecast that they said that Thomas is about six kilos lighter than what he was last year. So hopefully that'll help him, his body, maybe get through the, the season or not and help his running. Um, looks like they're going to play him down back, which I think is good. I, I would have liked to have seen him up forward as that sort of that small forward who creates some defensive pressure, but maybe they want his sort of his. Um, ball kicking ability down back to sort of help Simpson out. So, yeah, I was very pleased with Thomas's game on the on the weekend. I think he, I thought he did really well. Um, one that hasn't got much of a mention stood out for me. Um, not stood out, but just made me go. Is there something there more than I expected? Um, Jed Lamb. Yeah. Um, he, he, he hit hard. He was fairly ferocious as well. But, yeah, I um, that physicality. He was good. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, he just, he just seemed to fit. Mm. Yeah, so, I'm not yeah. sure what it is that he does, but he looks like, he looks he like, likely, a player, doesn't he? he looks like a Carlton player, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and there's a heap of others that probably didn't get a lot of it and were sort of a little bit down on the night. Um, I can't think of any. Okay, one more, one more that probably deserving of a mention. Um, Sam Rowe was was decent. Yeah, he was named in our best. A lot of people disagreed with that, um, but I. Really? Oh yeah, a couple of contested marks in there. So he, um, you know, he, he got a little bit of the ball more than he usually does. He usually doesn't rack up the stats. So, um, and uh, his his efficiency was very good. So he's just he he is still a leader out there, even though he's no longer in our leadership group. So, um, uh, is that a segue into actually, because we haven't spoken about our leadership group, uh, seven people, seven players in our leadership group, I'm fairly happy with who's in and who's out? Yeah. yeah what was that? I'm excited, you guys. You made it. Oh, Cripper. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to fight you all, honestly. <laughs> You're lucky this is a video call because I'm glaring so hard right now, you mother effers. Dog it in. Oh, Dog no. What, what page of the book are we up to? I'm going to my place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Come on, you guys. Jump on. Dog it in. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even no. Um, I am slightly pleased that Doc didn't say yes. That was that was that was as <laughs> it was as close to a certainty as I could think of. You know, you got to have a younger player in there. So Doherty there was not a surprise. There was a lot of debate about Patrick Cripps on the boards, mm. a lot. And um, I I remember posting um, showing what Port Adelaide's leadership group has looked like over the last few years and how many. Uh, and how everybody's come in when they're sort of 20, 21, 22. And, um, you know, but he was, he was up to it. And, um, and, uh, obviously the club agreed. So yeah, up yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not saying I told you so, but you no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I was a bit of a surprise to see, um, 
Andrew Walker back in the leadership group. Yeah, and no Jemo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jemo's quite happy though to sip. I don't think he was. I think if I don't think he was dumped as so much as he's quite happy to step back. He just wants to be a little bit of a mentor this year, and um, you know, he he said so over the off season. Yeah, don't he's, worry about the leadership group stuff. Just wear weedering like a glove. Yeah, like, make him your hand puppet. Um. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Okay, maybe not. But <laughs> I've got the worst visual there. But <laughs> um, there was a video that the club put out. There were a couple actually, and you could see um whenever it cut to Jamison, Weedering was pretty much standing right next to him, listening to everything he had to say. So as long as he concentrates on him and makes him into a into a star, then he's um done his job, hasn't he? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what did you guys think about old mate Cripper getting in there? Um, I was thrilled for him. Uh, I, I sort of took the view that he lost his third season. Yeah. Um, and for him to to sort of grow into the into the club, I I don't have an issue with him in the leadership group. But he's probably not going to have a, a sort of influential part in the leadership group. I think he's probably in there just to sort of learn about how how it's run, and and then he may step up. As the years go by, but I mean, everyone seems to think he's going to be our next captain, and we've got to give him some time to get some leadership qualities under his belt. So maybe this year is going to be a learning curve for him, and then who knows from next year. But so he's like the, the leadership group apprentice, so they're going to be like playing <laughs> pranks on him and paying him under. <clears throat> oh, I, I, I don't know. He's just so he's so imposing. He's, he has such an aura about him. Just watching him on the training track and. Uh, Eyes are immediately drawn towards him. Everybody's there to see see Cripps, even in, even in training and the, some of the drills they do and stuff like that. And he's talking and he's encouraging. And he's at the front listening and you know and he's 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 teaching others. You know, if, if he's doing it anyway, age is but a number. Yeah, which which he wasn't, which he was anyway, ODN. I mean, you know, you could see him at the games last year. You know, he'd be pointing and directing traffic quite a bit at stoppages. So. He was already... You know, I got her. Sorry. Sorry. Like Nick Maxwell. Shane Dog has, has to leave us, folks. I'm expecting to leave. now. That was a, a, a fairly hefty glare that he just got. Oh, <laughs> I can feel it burning all the way in Adelaide. Oh, dear. Look, to be honest, um, I was the one that was a little bit wary of Cripps going in so young, but I suppose it's a good reward for him. Like he's always been the one to hire running coaches in the off season and all that sort of thing. So I guess it's kind of sending a message to everyone that this is the standard that's expected now and he's going to lead from the front and he was doing it anyway. So you might as well chuck him in there. I'm just glad that, you know, a lot of people were saying that he would be a great captain, but I think it's far too soon for that. So it's a good little apprenticeship for him. Um, and the next captain and VC is probably going to be Cripps and Doherty. What a combo. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next game is against um, Essendon at Princess Park. I refuse to call it Icon, whatever it is. No, no one calls it Icon. Um, at, at Princess Park next, uh, I can win, is it? Next Sunday. 28th. Sorry? Sunday at 2.05. Yeah. Did I read something about Essendon inviting all their 
pass players to go and watch that game, or is that for the home away season or something? That's in the that's round two in the home away season. Home away season. I thought it was round two for the damn challenge. I was going to say, geez, invading Princess Park with all your bloody ferals, God. They wouldn't want to. I'll fucking kill them. Oh, you what? I would, I would have had something to say to Doss. I tell you what, seems a strange thing <laughs> to do at any time, really. To Essendon to all their former champs and great players, like come in, come see how we ruined the club. Yeah, mm-hmm. come see how we spat on your legacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title, folks. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it would happen sooner or later. Um, yeah, so we've, we've got a few players to come back in, potentially. Um, I don't know if Murph will. I think he'll play probably the game game three. Um, but... Um, I'd say for sure, Crips. Well, we need to, we need some match simulation with that midfield, with the new new guys in there, with the likes of Carriage and that working, um, to get Crips into his number one sort of extracting position to see where the others are going to fit from there. Um, you know, so they'll, I think they need a couple of games together, match simulation, just to get that sort of combination going. But will we see Jacob Weedering? Uh, yeah, the club the club said last week that um, they really just wanted to take Weedering and Mackay down to Launceston sort of just to give them a feel to, you know, being on the road with the club. So they, they've come out and said that they will play this week. So it'd be good to see good to see those two um, get a game. And hopefully uh, Cunningham gets a game as well. I think he'd be... Um, Surprised he wasn't there, actually. Oh. Yeah, same. Yeah, so hopefully we see him. On uh, Sunday as well, which will be good. I'm sure we'll see Dillbucks too, will we? Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> I think it'll be good just even from a purely from a marketing perspective, like against the old enemy at our spiritual home on a Sunday afternoon. It would be better if it was Saturday, but you can't win them all. Um, they're expecting a big crowd, so I'm so excited to go to this one. I reckon yeah. we're going to put on a good showing. And if um even if um Sosos just walks past the ground, I think everyone's gonna freak out. Yeah, look I I think Essendon will play a fairly strong side. Um all their all their sort of mature age um pickups, you know, former premiership players and whatnot, they'll all they'll all, it's in their best interest to generate a bit of enthusiasm. So they'll play all those guys. So <clears throat> I, I sort of hope we do play close to our not you know, close to our best side, just to make sure of a win. Um, because we also need that sort of little kickstart with our memberships. Um, we're hoping to get 51,000 by, um, by round one. And we're still in the 30s at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. like 38 and a half, I think. Yeah, so that seems a long, long way away. Actually, let's talk about some of the changes around the club. Um, there's been, the, the mood has been fantastic. The vibe has been fantastic. The inclusion of the fans, um, just during a little mini break that you guys will never get to hear, um, we, we we talked about some of the changes to our media team. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Emily Angwin has come into the into the club, and she's a Channel Seven reporter, and and seems to be a very passionate Blues person. And um, it's just been a breath of fresh air, you know. Yeah. If you are listening, Emily, please respond to my email. Um, <laughs> I don't think she is though. Some somehow. She's got better things to do than listen to you, mate. <laughs> She, she, it's just, she, it's just hurtful. She likes, she, she likes my tweets. Maybe I should email her. I think I CC'd you in on it. It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we'll, anyway. we'll see how that goes trying to get some players on the podcast again this year now that we've had a change of um, uh, staff. Hopefully we can get some traction with that. It would be good. But, um, yeah. yeah, all the staff changes seem really positive. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head where I was, look, I was thinking, ooh, that's a bit of a, um, you know, controversial decision to appoint that person. So I think things are looking great. That's, um... It's like a completely different vibe this year. There's like a whole lot more professionalism even with things like videos and interviews, um, seeing snippets of all the players, seeing that Cunningham goal. Um, oh God, it would have been... Few weeks, like quite a few weeks ago now, where Bolton set in the challenge to kick the goal and he did it in front of everyone. Just things like that just create a little bit of buzz each time you watch them. And um, it's a nice way to get all the fans engaged before the start of the season. And they've been doing um, member profiles as well on, on Twitter and stuff. So it's just completely different. It used to feel so closed, um, like a closed shop, and um, we didn't really have as much access. And now it's kind of like they've flung the doors open and they're like, we're not hiding anything. Things are changing. We know where we've been and we know where we want to go. So I like it. Yeah, it's been good and they've, they've done that. They had that initiative where the staff, um, they, they get the staff down to training and want them to feel part of the team as well. So they'll, they'll sort of come out of their offices for a day on a rotational basis and go and actually, you know, have spend the day with the football department and, you know, what they're doing. Now, I went to the, I went to a couple of training sessions when they were on the Gold Coast and, um, right at the end of their last session, um, they all sort of stood around in a group with, you know, arms around each other in a big circle and stuff like that. And all the staff came in and, you know, and whatnot. And, um, there were a couple of ladies there who were basically, uh, looked like they were pretty much in charge of the eskies and the drinks. Uh, water boy. Um, they, um, <laughs> they, um, they, somebody, t- yeah, somebody turned around and actually ushered them into the group as well. Oh, like they make them fight in like the circle of fury or something. Yeah, it was yeah. it was friendly. Okay, <laughs> two two water boys in there. One 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 water boy leaves. Yeah, something. Like that. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> My God, you guys, honestly. All right, listen. Some heavy. If it's, o- if it's okay for the players to be rusty, this <laughs> time of year. That's it. That's it. We're spilling balls all over the place. Sorry about that. I'll put that on. All right. We've lost the plot. Um. <laughs> they were having a cuddle in the middle. They got the esky ladies into the cuddle. No, no. The point was that even the, oh. even the, even the lesser staff, you know, the ones who wouldn't normally be involved, they're there just to serve, you know, they didn't give the players their drinks. To get that token thanks at the uh, but best it was, and it was, that, it was like, hey, you're with us. We're all together. You know, it was all that all in, all in, um, all in together sort of thing. No, nobody on the outside. So it's that inclusiveness that um, obviously Brendan Bolton has uh, has brought. So nobody feels like they're aside from the group. We're all in this together. So that very much rammed it home to me. Anyway, great story as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Eddie bets five goals. Hey! <laughs> and, oh my god, and a super goal. All right, we're not going to talk about that way, players. Moving on. <laughs> um, anything else anybody wanted to talk about? What happened over the off-season? Changes around the club? What they think we're doing with our game plan and and whatnot? What our expectations are based on what we've the little that we have seen? Oh, that's a big one. I, I do I like how varied the... Um, 
the opinions have been on it, how exactly we're going to get. There's some people who are dead set, like, we are going to be rock bottom again, don't even think about it. Um, and then there's others who are even saying we might even give up the sort of 10th position sort of thing. So I'm, I'm not going to throw an opinion out there because then I risk being wrong, but I'm just going to say it's, it's a lot of fun speculating. Yeah, I think we'll be somewhere in that bottom six. So I think sort of injuries and form and injuries to opposition players and, but yeah, bottom, somewhere in that bottom six, I think for us, for sure. I'm not, uh, I'm not putting any caps on anything that we do. Um, I think we're going to be a vastly different team. I'm hoping we are. At, at the very least, our our attitude is going to be there. So I don't think we're going to see any players shirking shirking the task this year. So um, I'm I'm just you know looking forward to strapping myself in for the ride. Whatever happens, there's no cap. I think we've almost got a bit of a free hit this year, to be honest. You know, yeah. a new coach, a new game plan. A lot of a lot of changes to the club, so I don't think the expectations on us are going to be really anything this year. So I think we can just go to the footy, and or you guys can watch the footy um, and just enjoy it. Just watch the kids, watch the game plan. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But we know that we're on a journey, and hopefully that journey sort of takes us to number seventeen. Do you think Carlton ever has a free hit, though? Like in all honesty. Carlton uh, being shit sells papers. This this year, I think we just about do. Yes, I, I think we've got a sort of a St Kilda free hit, free um, hit here where they um, yeah, when they were so when they were they finished on the bottom and they were sort of given that that year to do whatever and they they exceeded expectations by how you know how fast they're bringing on their young players and actually winning some games and so forth. So the expectations are really low. So we don't have much to beat. I just uh, look. I, let me let me start off by saying I'm not I'm not a fan of John Ralph, but he was on SCN this afternoon as I was coming home from work, and he was actually saying the team that stood out for the most for him over the weekend was us. Um, he said that he just didn't think we would adapt to Bolton's game plan as quickly as we did, and he even said he thought Essendon would beat us both times this year. So I think, and he's sort of one of the, the leaders in the media, certainly in Melbourne. So I think if he sort of thought prior to Thursday night that we're not really going to do anything this year and that he's had his mind changed sort of one game in, you know, the, the, I still think the expectations are pretty low in the media. So anything we do this year, it's either going to be, well, we didn't expect anything from Carlton, or if we do do something, it'll be, oh, geez, we didn't see that coming. Maybe they are sort of, trending upwards a bit quicker than what we thought. So I think in every other year we probably haven't had a free hit. I think this year is probably about as close to a free hit as we're going to get. Yeah. Oh, well, if we can convince Ralphie and uh, maybe uh, one or two people over at the Raw, uh, <laughs> then uh, we've done well. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere there. I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> and, and I'm leaving this alone too. I think that'll wrap it up. Um all right, until uh, we'll, 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 folks, we'll come back after the Essendon game and have a chat about that because, um, uh, unless we lose, in which case we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we won't lose. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Um, thank you very much for joining us, HBF. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shandol. Thank you, and good night. And thank you, Mappy. Delightful as always. Oh, thanks, guys. XO, love you. <laughs> Awesome girl, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
we're out.